All right, let's go. Welcome to The Dad Presents, where we pledge allegiance only to family and principles. Guys, I want to thank you for participating in this show and listening. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please click the like and subscribe buttons, uh, review us, and mail us your firstborn child as a virgin sacrifice. So in just a few, we're going to be spreading love and liberty and talking about freedom with Larry Sharp. He's candidate for governor of New York, and it's a great conversation. But first, guys, we need to address some madness that's going on in society right now. Okay, look, they're starting to force our children to get vaccinated here in California, and I'm 99% sure this is our final straw with this state. I think we're out of here. I mean, acquaintances will say to us, what's the big deal? Your kids already have a dozen vaccines. It's all for the greater good. Just do it. Well, what I want to know is when do these assaults on your God-given rights become a big enough deal that you actually start to push back and say no? When? Let's just look at what's already happened, okay? For four months, our kids couldn't go to the parks or the beach or see their friends, and you said, no big deal. It's for the greater good. For a year, they couldn't go to school, and you said, no big deal. It's for the greater good. For 19 months up until now, they've not had any school sports. No big deal. For the greater good. Maybe forever, they're going to have to wear these masks, and they can't touch each other at recess. No big deal. It's for the greater good. So now you want them to get vaccinated with a medicine whose long-term effects are unknown. And why? To protect them against something that's not even a threat to them? It's no big deal. It's for the greater good. What? What exactly is this greater good you keep on about? What good has any of this done? There was just as much death from COVID this year as there was last year when we didn't even have vaccines. So what exactly is this greater good you're telling me about? Maybe, guys, maybe the reality is that it's been the opposite. Maybe these assaults on our freedoms have not been for the greater good. Maybe they've been a great detriment to our children and society. So let's just examine the facts. Suicide for children has increased by a factor of 10 since the lockdown started. Child abuse is at all-time highs since the lockdown started. Child homicides are up dramatically. Childhood obesity is at all-time highs because children aren't out in the streets playing with each other. Childhood anxiety, it's off the chart because you're covering their faces and teaching them to be afraid of touching each other. Is that for the greater good of society? Are children being afraid of one another? Children lost a year of in-school education. That was for the greater good? Children haven't seen each other smile at school in a year and a half. We've had a year and a half without our children smiling at each other. That's for the greater good? Seriously? So again... My, my sweet neighbors, my fellow parents, those of you who say, it's no big deal. I got to throw that logic back at you and ask you, how long are you going to continue to punish your children and mine? And for what reason? Will it be no big deal when they start segregating children? Will it be no big deal when children are hungry and going to 
bed cold because their parents don't have jobs to buy food and blankets because they lost their job because they wouldn't get the mandate. They wouldn't get the vaccine. Will it be no big deal when more families are falling apart and children are living in the streets? Because that's happening, especially out here in California. You go to Skid Row, you go to Venice, you go anywhere. There's homeless everywhere, children everywhere. So when does it become a big deal? Now, the militant left, they love to use the word empathy and greater good. Well, it's time that we start to rethink those words and what they actually mean. My 12-year-old, he's got a girlfriend now, okay? So this, we're, on, we're on to another subject, okay? I want to talk about my 12-year-old because he has a girlfriend. And since the beginning, I've had the tough talks with him about sexuality and all that kind of stuff, because I don't want it to be awkward for him later in life when he has questions. And I want him to learn from me and not his idiot buddy who tells him that you can get pregnant by putting your penis in a girl's butt, because that's what Gary Campbell told me in the seventh grade. And because Gary was an idiot and I was an idiot, I believed that nonsense until ninth grade when I repeated it in a locker room and, and had a locker room of sexually active ninth graders simultaneously humiliate me. So anyway, Keller, he's my 12-year-old. He's talking to me and he tells me that his girlfriend is bisexual. And then 95% of the girls in his class are bisexual or non-binary. 95%. All but five girls in his whole grade are non-binary and bisexual. So I ask him, I'm like, yo, dude, how many guys in your class are like this? And he says, two. So, okay. 95% of the girls in your class are non-binary or bisexual, but only two guys? Dude, does it seem statistically possible that all those girls are non-binary, but only two guys are? He's like, no, not really. Or is it maybe more likely that this has become the cool thing for girls to do at your school? Maybe it's a fad and maybe the guys aren't flipping teams because it's not cool for the guys to be non-binary? And he's like, yeah, maybe. Look, I mean, I'm 100% behind accepting people for who they are. And I love that kids are more open now. But kids are also fucking tards. They always have been. They always will be. That's why we got to teach them. And kids will do any ridiculous thing to get a little popularity. So look, again, My day, back in the day, in 10th grade, my buddy Paul Donbaugh, he drank another guy's piss because he wanted to impress some guys at school and be cool. He thought that would be cool. So he drank piss. Kids are tards. And I'm like, bro, if 95% of the girls in your class are are, are non-binary and your girlfriend, she's probably not bisexual. None of this is real until people get sexually active, which you're not, and I'm sure she's not. So just let her figure it out on her own and like her for who she is. But don't let these idiots in your school turn you into an idiot because you're a smart kid. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's, we're reaching a point where there's no rules anymore. And I don't know, whatever. I, I guess I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Guess what? I'm a lady now. How about that? I'm a lady. I'm a lady now. I want to be a lady. I'm a lady. Also, I'm a bird. How about that? I like the idea of flying. I'm a bird now. 
I mean, my boy told me that some kids at their school, this, so when people say that it's, uh, p- parents are overreacting to this stuff, come to California and then tell me we're overreacting because this is going on in our school. He's telling me that kids in his school identify as animals. He says furries. Back in my day, a furry was somebody who liked to put on a costume and go to a party and have sex with other people wearing animal costumes. That was weird then. Now a furry apparently means that you identify as that animal. Okay, fine, cool. I'm a fucking bird. Call, call. I'm a bird. Look at me. I'm flying. I don't know, man. What else? What else? Um, so in the interview with Larry, which you're going to hear in a couple minutes, he mentioned that he thinks we are headed for organized violence in this country. He said civil war. And I don't think he's wrong about that. I've been saying to people for five years now that I think we're headed for civil war. And they used to think I was crazy, but now a lot more people are starting to see it. I don't think he's wrong that we're headed for violence, but we need to avoid it. Don't you want to avoid the violence? I want to avoid the violence, right? I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want violence. Violence. Look, the last civil war is the bloodiest war in American history. We don't want that, but we are headed towards that. So how do we avoid it guys? Well, number one, it'd be nice if if the federal government allowed a peaceful secession of the states and maybe Texas started that and then maybe Florida would, then maybe California. That would be great. But I don't think they're going to let us do that. I think they want us to stay as a united 50 states because of the power it gives them. So how do we avoid violence if none of us are getting along? Well, for one, we can stop being assholes. You know, let's stop being just tribal assholes because that's what a lot of people are acting like now. Let's stop needing to be right all the time. You know, look, man, I like to be right too. I do. I'm a proud man. And it infuriates me to no end that I was right about the Iraq war, uh, the banking crash in 2008, the bailouts, being the wrong thing to do. I've been right about a lot of shit and people still dismiss me now when I talk about COVID and how we shouldn't give in to these mandates. And it infuriates me that I've been historically right on things where they were wrong. And yet these people who were wrong mock me now about my opinions on COVID. It infuriates me because I know we're headed to more bad things and they got their blinders on. However, if I just look at them and I yell, hey, bro, I'm right. You're a fucking tard. I could do that, but guess what? That doesn't convince them. That doesn't convince them. It doesn't fix things. It just further divides us into camps. It pushes them further into their corner, and now we're fighting. And that's what's been going on in society, and that's exactly what identity politics is designed to do. It's designed to divide us, and that's something else I've been right on forever but I'm not going to keep pointing that out because it doesn't do any good to look at someone else who's wrong and say, bro, I'm right. Does no good. Instead of telling each other how right we are, let's try listening. Let's just try it. Just an experiment. Next time time you're arguing with your buddy and it's getting heated, just as an experiment, just take a breath, listen, try to understand what that moron is saying. Okay, like listen to your moronic social justice warrior friend and just listen and try to understand what he's saying, because I I, I guarantee you this, your friend hasn't 
He has good intentions. She has good intentions. Your friends are good people. My friends are good people. They want good things, right? They're just a little confused right now. So let's listen. And if we do that, what we're going to find out is that most of us want the same things in society. We want the same results. We want our kids to be safe. Uh, We want good schools for our children. We want a healthy economy. We want the same things. We just don't agree on how to get there. Yes, some of us are right in how we get there and some of us are wrong, but let's just first establish that we want the same things. And if we want the same things, then we just have to talk about how we get there. And guess what? We can get there without those politicians. Because again, like I say almost every week, the emperor has no clothes. They don't have power if we don't let them have power over us. So yeah, the next time your idiot cousin is yapping in your ear about, well, you got to put a mask on the kids and vaccinate them because COVID's running wild and yee. Just let him run his mouth. Just listen to him. Listen to what he's saying. Nod your head. Tell him you understand where he's coming from and you understand his fear. Then ask him, bro, what do you want for your kids? What do you want for them? Let him answer that and then take it from there. And and I bet we can get along so much better. We need to start healing the divide. Okay? All right, guys. This podcast is sponsored to you by sheathunderwear.com. Use code word dad for 20% off. So, you know, last night, guys, uh, the bride was in a bad mood and and I, and I, I was feeling that itching down below, right? And I, I wanted to get some, you know, I'm, I'm on that testosterone now because I, got, I had the low T and the doctor found it and they're giving me the testosterone and I feel great. And, and every night I want it now. I want it. I'm like a young 22-year-old man again. And last night I went to the bride. She wasn't into it. I was wearing my old gray sweatpants all beat up. I was looking beat up. But guess what? Stripped those nasty sweatpants off and I revealed those sheath underwear in my package. It was just presenting nicely with the with the dual pouch, putting it out there, pow, pow, put it out there. And guess what? She couldn't resist. She jumped right on it. That'll happen to you too, fellas. Get to sheathunderwear.com, code word dad. Let's get into the show. Joining us today, we have Larry Sharp. He's a powerful voice for liberty. He's an entrepreneur, a successful businessman, and a fellow podcaster. In 2020, he ran for vice president, and presently, he's running to be governor of New York. So New Yorkers, uh, listen up. If you don't want your state to continue spiraling into chaos, you need to pay attention to this episode and get to the polls and vote for liberty. So Larry, thank you so much for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yes. Uh, just for clarity, I ran for governor in 2018. Yes. And I have an exploratory now for 2022. Uh, so you've not officially announced. Not officially yet, but it's it's looking good and being forward, looking very good. Um, yes. Just, not official yet. Okay. Well, let's make it official soon. So, yes. so um, let's let's start with this. Um, you know, we're out here in California, and out in California, Gavin Newsom's become like a billionaire villain from a Batman movie. And I can't 100%. believe people embrace the guy, but they do. Seems like California is all too content to just let daddy. No, 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 them. no. You you are incorrect, my friend. They are not embracing him. They're not. Well, he won. He won the the re-election, right? He won. They're that. voting against the other. Right. There's a okay. Difference. 
Okay. Right. They're not really embracing him. They're voting against the other. And how do okay. you know that? Because when there was a recall initially, he was in trouble. The polls were not good for him. Right. Did not look good. People were worried. Oh, my God. They weren't embracing him. Mm-hmm. But then once the Republican said, here is our front runner, which was Larry Elder. Now yes. they had a villain that they could create. Right. 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 So they said, oh, see, this is this is a bad guy. This Larry Elder guy, he's terrible. And they they turned him into Trump, which is Mm -hmm. what Democrats are very good at doing. They are very skilled at that. So they did a good job of it. And I don't blame them. I'm not mad at Democrats for it. That's what they do. This is the game they play and they're good at it. So they turned him into Trump. And once he did that, now Democrats who either didn't care or didn't even like Newsom or whatever were like, oh, my God, if I don't vote. The evil Trump is going to come to my state and eat my babies. So I have to vote against Larry Elder or sorry, against Trump. They didn't even know who Larry Elder was. They were like, let's just vote against Trump. So I think that is the issue. I'm not saying you're wrong that California doesn't accept Newsom. Your your words were embrace. I don't think that's true. I think your word. Not embrace. Okay, not necessarily embrace Gavin Newsom, but they've embraced these covid mandates like most yes. of the people i know they're they're down with it so yep. my, my question to you is i imagine new york is the same yes um, the same mentality why why bother at this point trying to change these people's mind why not just move to florida and live in peace like why do you want to run a for great government? question i love that and the reason is you people who are listening who are not in new york and you think why do i care about some stupid new yorker because what happens in new york is coming to you that's mm-hmm. why If you live in Jersey, it's coming next year. If you live in Oklahoma, it's 10 years. Utah, it's 30 years. But it's coming to you, man. That's how it works. How do I know that? AOC is my congressperson. She was a joke when she first started running. Everyone thought she could never win, never win. And I'm going to give, again, I'll give the woman credit. She busted her rump for that first time seat. She did. She worked hard. Her people knocked on my door. She worked hard for that seat. I'll give her that. Now, she's just another celebrity. She's another person just, you know, being on Vogue magazine or whatever, doing, you know, makeup tutorials on YouTube. That's mm-hmm. who she is now. Right. But she was a, a joke. Kidding. You go back four years. Now she's a powerhouse. Yeah. Now you you go four or five years from now, 10 years from now, she's the mover and shaker and shaker in the uh, in the house. If she's not a New York senator ready to run the Senate. Mm-hmm. So you might sit here and go, who, what are care about New York because it's coming to you is why New York state is the real battleground. They act like the other states are, you know, whatever, Pennsylvania, Ohio, those aren't battleground states. Those are states to see which Democrat or Republican authoritarian will control you. That you're still getting controlled. That isn't the issue, right? But New York state is trying its best to lock everybody down. It is the one California sometimes too, but always New York. We're number one when it comes to locking people down, when it comes to government power and grift and control. Then whatever we get we get away with here, you find the rest of the states begin to grab. They pick up whatever we um, whatever we uh, let go by. So that's why you should care about New York and why we have to fight here and why I want to change people's minds. Here's the most important reason why. And you know this. You know Democrats, so do I. The average Democrat, not the leadership. I'm the average Democrat actually isn't a bad person. They're doing what they believe is right to make something better. They just don't know any better. So they follow that. You look at today's world right now, Republicans, most of their policies are simply this. 
don't do what a Democrats are doing. Socialism is bad. It's bad. That's not a plan. Democrats' ideas are, let's just make more laws and make more socialism. So the, the average American only has two choices, nothing or socialism. Yeah. So when you have a problem, you go, I've got a problem. Well, if you don't have a solution, you go with the only one out there. And right now, most of the time, that's a Democratic solution. Yeah, it seems like the Democrats really for the last 20 years have kind of been pulling the country in one direction. And yep. you have the Republicans kind of digging their heels in a little bit and slowly being drug in that direction, like yes. not putting in a big fight. Now, you mentioned Larry Elder. I want, to, I, want, I want to bring that up. Um, they called Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. That's what they yes. labeled him with. Now they're going after. Yes. And now they're going after Dave Chappelle at Netflix. It seems to me that if you're a, a black man in this country right now and you're a celebrity and you don't fall in line with the Democratic Party, you're public enemy number one. So if you run for governor, do you expect them to call you like a uh, racist or like what they're going to come at you with this stuff? How do you handle that? Generally speaking, it depends on how I run, right? In New York State, like California, we are a huge, you know, Democratic state. We're deep blue state. I think deeper than you. You guys are like two to one Democrat, Republican. We're almost three to one. Wow. So we're, we're actually bluer than you. And that's because more people leaving my state, like your state, but my population is about half your state. So the same amount of people leave, it's a bigger hit for us compared to you. Sure. Right. So we have a whole lot more people leaving with a smaller state. So it's more devastating for us when they leave. So we're about three to one Democrat, Republican. Democrats don't care about me at all. Democrats ignore me. They totally ignore me. The Republicans in my state pay attention to me and they hate me. And the reason why they get mad at me is they know that I'm I'm going to show Republicans how they're not doing anything. How, mm -hmm. to your point, they're just holding on to what they have and just hope they don't leave. They're hoping they don't lose too much too fast. Right. Versus instead of trying to make actual change. So Republicans get mad at me usually. If the Republicans get smart and get behind me this time, and I hope they do, then maybe Democrats will be mad at me. I can only hope. Democrats yeah. are mad at me. That's my hope. But the thing to remember is you only get canceled if you agree to be canceled. Right. That's so and true. And you only get canceled if you have a regular job. <laughs> right. Chappelle mm -hmm. doesn't have a regular job. He's his own brand. You cannot cancel him. Well, but you Democrats can get him taken off of Netflix, right? He's not going to take it off Netflix. No, they're not going to. But that's, no. what, that's what the goal is. Yeah. He's a moneymaker. Yes. Remember the people at the, at the, of course. At the, at the very top. Mm -hmm. Don't care about Republican or Democrat. No, no they buy all. all of them. They don't mm -hmm. care. They'll buy the Republican or they'll buy the Democrat. They don't care. They have lots of money. They don't yes. care, right? They care about it's money. What, uh, they care about green. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And Chappelle's a moneymaker. So there's, that, it doesn't matter. So as long as Chappelle's happy making money, and Chappelle knew that that's why he packed up and left because he was tired of being that guy. Mm -hmm. That's why he left. He knew what I just told you was true. And when he found that, I was like, wait a minute. So no matter what I do, the elites just keep getting paid. Yes, that's how it works. So he figured that out and he said, wait a minute, I can come back, say whatever the hell I want, get my message out and the elites will still get paid, but won't care. And he was like, yeah, so that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So the reality of it is, I hope they do this. You, if, if you're watching this, you can see behind me, I have a bunch of symbols of my own business. I run my own business also, right? I'm, I, no one can cancel me. Mm -hmm. Right. I have my own business, so I don't care. You can be mad at me if you want. Enough people still want to watch me, still want my 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 consulting, my teaching, my training. So I'll still make money either way. It doesn't bother me. So let them cancel me. Good job. I'll be more famous. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, it, def- it definitely puts you in the limelight when they when they come at you with these attacks. But it's just it's just it was just so prepos- I couldn't believe when they when they did that. The the I'm not a Larry Elder fan, but I, I would have preferred him over Gavin Newsom. But to call him I'm with you the black face of white supremacy and people people like bought into that. I'm like that. What what? How do you even make that leap? It's incredible. Now let me ask you. You, this. you so- make the leap because you want to believe that what you've been saying and doing is correct. And you want to have someone validate your bad behavior. So when someone says, look, you got to, you got to vote against the black guy. He's the black face of white supremacy. You go, whoo. Okay. Now I feel like I'm righteous, you know, hammering the black guy, even though I'm a Democrat, I feel righteous doing that. Yeah. So you have to find a way to validate bad behavior. Yep. And the Democrats know that they're good at it and they put it out there and it worked. Tribalism and self-righteousness. That's, that's the 100%. era we're living in. Um, so yes. I feel like, you know, I've, I've been a big advocate for freedom for a long time and it's an important yep. thing to me, but it feels different since COVID hit. It feels more yep. urgent. It feels like we're getting closer to something very dangerous. I don't know right. how much time we have left. So let me ask you this. You're, you're a big advocate. I, I will for tell liberty. you five years. Okay. Um, you're a big advocate for liberty. I've learned a lot from you. Um, but you're running as a libertarian. If you run, I will assume you you're running as a libertarian. Why not consider running as a Democrat or a Republican, because half your ideas appeal to the voters of either party. Like, yeah. isn't that an easier pathway to actual victory and power? It is a great question. And let me cover that. You're, you're thinking the same way I'm thinking, right? I get what you're saying. And you're correct, right? Your logic is correct. Let me tell you how the system works, which puts a tweak on that, which is my new plan. Okay. Okay. In, in New York state, if you, if you get the Democratic nomination, in a statewide election, you win. A, a, a Democrat has won every single statewide election for the past 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the state's getting bluer. So if you get the nomination as Democrat, you win. There you go. So you're right. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Because the system is set up against me so much, it is literally impossible. Cynthia Nixon tried that in 2018. Right. Cynthia Nixon is a popular actor. People know who she is. She was mm-hmm. on HBO. She's been on TV shows. She has money. She's wealthy. She's well-known. And she got her butt kicked to the point where internal politics in a Democratic Party, the machine that is my Democratic Party in New York State, wouldn't let her even get 5% of the vote in convention. Because if you get that, you can speak at the convention. That's their internal rules. They squashed that because they didn't even want her to speak. Wow. She had to go out and get signatures to get on the ballot. She had to get 30 some odd thousand signatures. She spent 80,000 of her own dollars to get those signatures to just get on the ballot. Hmm. And they still whipped her butt in the primary. No chance. The Democratic machine is grossly broken. I would never get on the ballot. Never. Okay. Republican. If I run as a Republican, I lose. Done deal. I lose. There is no, the Republican in my state. I have a better chance of winning than a Republican in my state. And my chances are slim. Just because they're, they're so hated zero. in the state? They're or hated. Okay. They're hated. Bill Maher said it on his show the other night. He said he was talking about, he was on Democrats. He goes, he's obviously a Democrat. He's like, Democrats, don't you know why Republicans don't vote for you? Because they hate you. Right. Okay. That's the reason. Republicans hate you. Yeah. And guess what, Republicans? Democrats hate you. So it's just, it's back and forth. They're not going to vote real for a problem. Republican. It's, it's a real problem. Yes. So the only way of getting around this is having a third party. 
This is why Yang wants to start a third party. He realizes right. this too. It's why Bloomberg wanted to and couldn't do it. He wanted it too. It's why I'm saying just go libertarian. We are the largest third party and we're the only party that you can be as liberal or as conservative as you want to be. Just don't force your views on others. Now, with that in mind, I do have a plan. New York State is very unique in that we have what's called fusion voting. This is in New York State. You can't do it in California. In, in fusion voting, you can actually be listed multiple times on multiple lines. So I will be running as a libertarian, but I'm also going to probably run in the Republican primary. I can do that as a libertarian, just okay. like Bernie Sanders runs the Democratic Party as a, as a socialist, but mm-hmm. he runs the Democratic Party. I can do so as a Republican, I mean, uh, as a libertarian, Republican Party. If I do that and I win the nomination, which in my state I could do, I would be listed three times in the ballot, listed as libertarian, listed again as Republican. And in my state, the, the, the conservative party will usually just give the nomination of the Republican party to them. And so also listed as conservative. I'll be listed three times in the ballot and all three of them count towards my total vote count. That's a I know system. Very weird, but that's New York. We do it often. Okay. But I can do something else. I can go over to Yang, see if I can get his line, in which case now I'll have four lines. I'll also have the forward line. So I'll have four lines if I can do that. With four lines, now there's a chance of victory. Yeah. Because now Democrats can vote for me on either the libertarian line or on the forward line. They would Mm. never vote for me on the Republican line. They won't do it. They will just say no. But if there's another line for them to check, Democrats will. How do I know that? In 2018, they did. In 2018, Democrats checked Libertarian box for me. That happened in 2018. We can do it again in 2022. That's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Andrew Yang, and I, I saw him on Bill Maher also. I, I think it's exciting that he's starting a new party. I like that people are thinking about third party, but it, it kind of frustrates me when I hear these people on TV and Bill Maher and all of them saying it, that we need a third party. Like we have we have a third party. We have a fourth party. Yes. We have a fifth party. Like, why do we, we do. not build up those parties? Why do we not even acknowledge their existence? Like, they just straight up pretended there's only two parties. Let Very me tell you why also. I'll give you another answer. And the answer is because of ballot access laws put on the books by Democrats and Republicans. They go out of their way to literally keep us off the ballot. Like, we can't get on the ballot. People all the time yeah. go, well, if you have some candidates... Do you realize that if you are listening now and you are either a Democrat or Republican, your party every single year sues to get people thrown off the ballot? Incredible. They spend your the money you donate to them. They spend that money to go to court and pay lawyers to make sure you have less choice. I'm not making that up. No, I've said it a million times. I'm not getting sued because it's 100% accurate. Yeah. Libertarians don't do that. We well, want it goes against everything we believe ballot. in, right? Yes. The, the, well, and they did it. They did it. In t- the, the first time I became aware of that is when they did it to Ron Paul. Like they changed yes. all the rules to keep him out of the debates. They, yep. they literally, Absolutely. he was going to be in the debates and he was kicking ass in debates. Yes. Like, oh, we got to do something about this. They changed the rules. Yes. Um, the, that, that's the number one issue is ballot. But it's the second piece too. Number one's ballot. Okay. But the second one is press, Right. Yes. And why does this work? People think the press is because, you know, they're just behind the Dems Republicans. No, it's about ad revenue. I've literally asked when I was running in 2018, I was getting, I was struggling to get press. So I just asked them, guy, why aren't you covering me? I'm literally in your town. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am the nominee. I will be on the ballot. I'm a registered 
candidate for governor. Why aren't you covering me? And they were very forward. You don't buy ads. Oh, buy you, ads. You don't buy we'll ads on their station. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Democrats and Republicans have tons of budget. Uh-huh. So they buy ads on the stations. They become customers for the stations and the newspapers for buying ads. So they cover them. Okay. Libertarian Party is too small to be buying ads all the time. So they don't cover us. That makes sense. Literally, it's pay to play. I actually, it sucks, but I actually like that better than the idea that they're in bed with, with a certain party. But I I mean, it's, it's really no different. So, so you got to buy ads, I guess. So we got to get more people to donate. That's the bottom line. So we need more money, which is hard when you're a third party because you're not in the ballot. So people can't see you. So while we're on it, how do people donate to the campaign? LarrySharp.com slash donate. And if anybody made some Bitcoin dollars, if anybody made a bunch of money on Bitcoin, once you click that button, you'll see a little thing for cryptocurrency. Click on that. You can donate Bitcoin. Okay. I'm glad you, I, by the way, I have donated. I will donate again, even though I don't live there. I, I think the fight Thank for you, is that important, but you brought up Bitcoin. So let's talk about Bitcoin. We've yep. seen, and I don't know how this applies to state government, but we've seen a country now uh, legalize Bitcoin as legal tender. Um, could a state in theory say we now recognize this as currency or would that be considered treason against the federal government? No, it's a great point you bring it up again. And I'm, I'm sorry, you, you and I think alike because I've already been discussing this issue, right? There's two parts to that. Number one is New York state is the worst of all 50 states when it comes to cryptocurrency. We have a very stupid thing called a bit license, which is basically a thing that makes cronyists pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to consultants in the government to be in the game. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, horrible. And when I'm governor, I'm removing it. It's a dumb idea. You, you, you can work this without the bit license and not required. That's number one. But number two, yes, you can create your own currency. I'm actually considering creating a New York state currency. Utah already has one. I think either Colorado or South Dakota already has one. You can have your own currency as long as it's only an internal currency. Mm. Once it crosses borders, that becomes a problem. Now it's counterfeiting. But as long as it stays within your borders, it's fine. The problem is, why would you ever want to use a currency, right? When no one's using it, here's how you do it. And this is actually my plan to pay for our education. New York State education is about 60 to $70 billion every year, probably more in California, mm-hmm. right? But it's 60 to $70 billion every year. If I create the New York State education coin, the NIEC, right? If I create that, I can do it either based upon gold, which is what, um, that's what uh, Utah's uh, um, currency is based upon. It's based upon gold. You can base it on gold or cryptocurrency, depending on how you want to do it. You can get a certain amount of cryptocurrency so that it would appreciate, or you could link it to the dollar. I'm not sure which one makes the most sense. My team hasn't come up with the right answer for that yet. We're working on that. Well, I hope whatever not the dollar, works, but go on. What? I hope not the dollar, but go on. Well, it depends upon what will make it. The, the issue is what will get people to spend it, right? right. That's the mm-hmm. issue. Okay. Will people spend it, right? That's the issue. So that's why I'm unsure what makes the most sense. Uh, I would link it to the dollar if that would make people spend it better than anything else. Right. Because <clears throat> it has to get into circulation. Right. And the way you make it happen is I'm going to give you a $70 billion market. It's called education. Mm-hmm. So, so the New York state will accept only that coin when it comes to any education. Gotcha. Yeah. New York state will pay out in that coin but being able to be transferred into dollars by banking institutions for a small transaction fee, which bankers love small transaction fees, which gets the finance industry, their lobbyists on my side to push this because they get transaction fees. They will then transact it into dollars and back. 
which means bankers make money. They love it. They're on my side. Education gets paid for. If education is paid for directly from Albany through our coin, I'm creating a $70 billion market. Mm -hmm. People will use it. Absolutely. More importantly, um, in New York State, about half of your property tax is school tax. Your property Mm -hmm. tax is cut in half overnight. That'd be terrific. Only school tax. Yeah, that's a, that's a great plan. The only reason I, the only thing I say about not linking it to the dollar is the entire problem it feels like we have with our economy right now on a national level is the Federal Reserve's control right. of all money and printing money. So if, if it's You're linked right. to the dollar, it doesn't do much to alleviate that. But it does, I, I do see how that helps you in your state. I like that. No, no, you're correct. And I don't want to. to but to be fair, you need people you. to spend it. You need people to spend I it. I got to save my state, right? Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. I've got to look and see what makes the most sense. At this point, if I'd be governor, I'm governor of my state and I have to, right. I have to keep my state solvent. Yes. So you're, I agree with you. If, if it wasn't for that, there's no way I would make it into the dollar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I would. To be forward, my team hasn't got together the data to know what makes the most sense. And I would only link it to the dollar if I thought that was the, the best way to get people to spend it. Did I hear you correctly that Utah did something like this? Utah has a currency ready. It's back. It's based upon gold. I forgot what it's called. They okay. already have like a Utah dollar or whatever they call it. I don't know what they call Didn't it. Didn't know that. But it already exists. Okay. Um, earlier you mentioned AOC, um, and you know she's she's just a she's just a delightful little treat. Um, Cynthia Nixon, Donald Trump was a celebrity. It seems like we've entered this era where politicians are celebrities like it's become it seems like it's replacing sports right like it's infiltrating sports number one but it it feels like people are getting into politics the same way they're into sports this is my team yep i get worked up i i rep their colors um i don't think that's healthy how do we how do people break that cycle yeah i think the the biggest issue you find right excuse me right now is um because of fractured media, right? If you go back, I don't know, 30 years or so, um, usually it was movie stars who kind of crossed all mm-hmm. the media, right? Right. Yep, it was Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger of the 80s, yep. right? Uh, the last one probably is The Rock. He's probably the last of that genre to sure. kind of go away, right? Where you, know, you, you were a movie star and everyone knew who you were. But now with fractured media, everyone's watching their own thing, right? My, my daughter's don't watch TV anymore. That's not a thing for them, right? Not they don't watch all. TV. Yeah. yeah. So it changes, right? As 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 so, what crosses over everything? Politics. And who began that? Believe it or not, was Obama. Obama started using email back in the day. That was the first step into it. Then yeah. Trump blew it up with Twitter, right? right? So mm-hmm. Obama began it, and then Trump doubled down and made it even stronger. So now you have a point to where they cover everything. So the only celebrity now is really politicians. They cover everything. You are correct. But it's always been a popularity contest, right? Politics is about emotion more than logic. It's about logic, but it's more about emotion than logic. And when you have people who can get your emotion, people tend to vote for those people. And when you have a two-party system, that's the damage. The damage Mm -hmm. isn't celebrity. The damage is two-party system. Because like you said, now it's only Yankees versus Red Sox. That's it. And if I'm a Yankee fan, I will never be a Red Sox fan. 
I'm a yep. Red Sox fan. <laughs> I will never be a Yankee fan. Yeah, that's you how can't, it works. You can't even argue, or I, I don't even want to use the word argue. You can't have a conversation or a healthy debate with somebody who doesn't already see eye to eye with you anymore because it is like it's like when I argue with my buddies or my my brothers, who's better, Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger? It gets right. heated because I'm attached right. to Ben Roethlisberger. They're attached to Eli, and we're not being rational about it. That's how people are about politics right now. It's gross. It's unhealthy. And I've, I've been witness to more than one fights that almost got physical. And 100%. Yeah. yeah. So this okay. is how you deal with it. Yeah. You deal with it by focusing only on outcomes. And if you hear me talk, I'm always talking about the outcome. So if I were to talk about, you know, any issue, I don't say, are you for school choice or not? I'm, I'm helping to fall, you know, keep division. Mm-hmm. I would say, how do we get better schools? That's it. And mm-hmm. I would talk about the ideas of getting better schools. Right. If I'm doing it right, then at the end of my chat with somebody, they assume I'm one of them. Right. Yes. So if they're Democrat, they assume I'm a Democrat. If they're Republican, they assume I'm Republican. Yes. If that's happening, I'm winning. That's how you do it. A tactic is to leave like politicians names out of it and party names out of it and just talk about ideas. Yes. Right? Like, you but not just ideas, mm-hmm. outcomes, outcomes. Yes. I got and, and most that. of us. Most of us share. Most of us want mostly the same things. Most yes. Of us, that's the right? point. Yes. Yeah. If you told us something to say about schools, as I made up, do you want better schools? They go, no. Well, then why are you talking to them? Right. <laughs> right? right have a nice right. day. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you later. Right? right. Would you like to have good defense without without so many you know of our military members dying? They go, no, I like killing soldiers. Well, then okay. why are you talking to them? Right. But right. assuming they're going to go, yeah, I want defense. I'd like our Marines not to That's be killed. That's a good point. You start with the awesome. question of what do you want? What, what is yes. it that you want? Yes. And then if how do we get focus there? on mm-hmm. the outcome? Now we start talking about the outcome. So now if someone says, for example, Let's say you're for school choice, but someone's not, as an example of education, right? And you say, sure, don't you have better schools? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got to fund the schools more. You can now say, my worry about funding is it doesn't give the parents the choice. I didn't say funding was wrong. I didn't say school choice was great. And I'm trying to make sure that the kid, the parents get the right, you know, education for their kids. Now they're not mad at you. They go, well, yeah, but if you fund it, now you can. And now you're having a talk. Yes. about whether funding is the answer or choice is the answer or some combination, right? right? Now you're having a back and forth. You go, well, what if this happens? And you focus it again. Would that be better for the kid and the parent? Not, is that what you Democrats want, right? I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on, is that going to be the right answer for the kid and the parent? Yeah. And now yeah. we're going back and forth. And even if they come down and you go, oh, you're one of those right-wingers who like school choice. Even if it gets to that, in their mind, you're still a human. You're not a thing, which mm-hmm. most people think you're the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're a human being and you still want the same thing. So at a minimum, you know what? You're one of the good ones. At a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> one of the good ones. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I personally, personally, I get frustrated because 10 years ago, people were calling me like a left-wing nut job. And now yep. they're calling me a MAGA guy. And I've never yep. been either one of those things. And it's like, once you once you try to slap that label on me, like I, I didn't choose that label. Once you try to slap that label on me, you're now putting me in a corner and forcing me to defend myself. And I don't want to defend myself. I want to talk about the problem. But, let, but I, remember, I, I, they're not doing it for that. They're, they're doing it because they want to feel good about their bad behavior. They want to feel superior. So if Yet, if they dehumanize you by putting a label on you, they can now treat you poorly. 
That's sure. why they're doing it. Sure. Yes. Um, I want, you know, a lot of time, not a lot of time left and we haven't really hit on COVID. So I want to try to redirect there. Um, yeah. It's been a disaster. And I want to know if you're governor, are, will you turn over these ridiculous mandates for masks and school and mandated vaccines? Like, especially in New York and California, it's become, it's, it's tyranny. So will you reverse this? Like, where do you stand on all of that? The reality of it is, most of you don't know this, but I literally put my plan out for COVID in March of 2020. I know this because we talked about it, but go on. That's correct. Literally, if anybody wants to go, then go to my Sharpway YouTube page and look for a specific playlist called, if I remember right, COVID-19 response, March 2020. It's right there. It's six videos. It's my exact plan that I knew in March of 2020 Mm -hmm. to be forward. It's not perfect, but I didn't take it down. I left it up there. So at least if you're looking at it, you will know how I think and what I thought with what I knew. Mm-hmm. And even with what I knew in March, over a year and a half ago, still better than what we got now. Mm-hmm. If you just did what I said back then, it would not have been perfect. But and I, I'm some guy who doesn't know what the government knows. And right. my plan still would have had a better outcome. And to be forward, power dropped out again. It's the third time in the past week that we've lost power out here in California. Just another sign that infrastructure is just falling apart. This didn't happen five years ago, but we got Larry back on. Thank you, Larry, for your patience. Let's carry on with it. No, I'm here. And and my point is you don't have to mandate your way through these things, right? The problem is force is a very good short-term solution, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have any money. I pull up my gun and I say, give me money. And if someone gives me money, Short-term solution, I now have money. Yeah. But man, long-term, we're going to have some problems, right? That is not a very good long-term solution. And mandates feel good because it feels like a, 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 a solution when it's only a short-term solution. The reality of it is, if my ideas are good ideas, they shouldn't require force. Exactly, exactly. Right? That's the number one issue. Mm-hmm. But the second piece is, if I force you to take a vaccine, and if I believe that it's an awesome vaccine, and I force you to take it, you don't believe it's an awesome vaccine. Right. You're just taking it because I forced you to. So I haven't done what I want. Now, if I believe it's an awesome vaccine, I should try to convince you because I want you to believe it's an awesome vaccine. Right. But what if I don't believe it's an awesome vaccine? Or I don't really care, I'm just doing it. Well, then why would I force you? What if I think it's a bad vaccine? Then what a monster am I? Either way, it doesn't matter what you think about it, force is not the answer. Right. Well, the the reality is, if... I mean, we all took this disease very seriously in March of 2020. Everybody did. And if this disease was killing 10% of the people that got it and the vaccine saved 90% of the people, you wouldn't need any propaganda because everybody would be lining up to get this vaccine as if their life depended on it. Um, And when you start- But I have to go one step further though here to be very clear on this, right? The, The problem is the government did exactly the wrong thing. According to my plan, again, that I posted a year and a half ago, the first thing I do- is I let the people know, I'm not sure. Yes. Because I wasn't sure then. I don't Mm -hmm. act like I know everything because some guy at the CDC told me he knows everything. I would have just said the truth. I'm not sure. So let me give you and use what I think government can be used well for, which is a central repository for information. Let me give you what the government thinks is the right answer. Here's what the government thinks is the right answer. But also... Here is what other independent doctors think is the right answer. Mm-hmm. And let's talk with other people what they think is the right answer. And each of them get to have their stuff posted on my website. When that happens, 
people stop thinking conspiracy theories. Yeah. Not just that. I am not picking a side. So right. you don't get mad at me. I don't politicize masks. Maybe masks work for you. Maybe they don't. I'm the governor. How am I supposed to know? Right. Yeah. I will tell you what my government tells you. This is what they believe is true. And if you trust it, please do it. If you trust other people, do it. And that already happened, by the way. About a year later, they have a thing called the Well Well Health Safety Seal. That is a private organization that's decided to tell what they think is right. And they give you a stamp on your, on your retail establishment if you follow their guidelines. That's not government. And that's fine. I would allow them to have theirs, the government to have, to have ours, and then something else. And then I send my, my inspectors out. And my inspectors don't hammer you if you don't do what we say. If you follow the government rules, you get a government stamp. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, your community decides then, yeah. if they trust the government stamp or the well health or they don't care. Right. If your community says, nope, we're not going in without government stamp. Well, then you better trust your community and you better get a government stamp. Well, yeah, we already have that when you go to a restaurant and they have the A or the B or the C in the window. Absolutely. And you can decide, do I want to eat at this place with a C and the, and the tacos might have bugs in it? Or do I want to only go to a place with A? Yeah, so that's all already- you. Well, the, but the, the smart people know that if you have an A, it's because you paid the guy off. You still might have bugs <laughs> course, in your tacos. Of course, because government right? is you just, you just paid the guy off, right? So yes. you don't know. But my point is, if your community says we expect something and you don't serve your community- and you get shut down by your community, I'm okay with your community shutting you down. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with me shutting you down. Right. Right? Well, you have to service your community the way your community, and some communities don't care. Okay, that's your community. But the best part is, if you then add transparency to this, which we also did not have. Not at all. So choice plus transparency, now we can look and say, wait a minute, these guys had, had no, did not follow the government guidelines, these guys did, and there's no difference. Huh. Mm-hmm. Or these guys didn't, here's the difference. Huh. Okay. Kind of like what we're seeing decide. between New York and Florida right now. Huh. Bingo. Not a lot of difference. Yeah. So when you, when number one, people don't want to be forced to do things. They don't 100%. trust that. I definitely don't. But number two, yep. if you're forcing them and you're not being honest, well, you've lost trust. You've lost trust yes. and you're not going to get it back. Now, what I like to, to ask Hold people- on, I'm going I'm to touch what you just said. You just brought up a very important point. I got I to gotta focus okay. on that. What you just said is critical. I would like Americans to trust their institutions. We don't. Sure. And no. they've given us reason to not. And I wish they didn't. And if we would have been transparent, like you just said, you're totally correct. If we had been transparent and said- we don't know if this works. We think so. And here is what we believe is right. Guys, get in the field and test it and show us what's right. Then they would trust us because then the only time we would say we know is when the data that you gave us showed us that we were right. In yeah. which case, then we would say, no, no, we know. Here's the data that you gave us. Mm-hmm. That would instill confidence in our in our institutions. We don't have that. Right. We don't trust our institutions and on the media, they will tell you that's your fault for not trusting them. But people don't just decide to stop trusting their institutions. Their institutions have failed them and lied to them. So they don't trust them. It's the the fault of the institutions. And what happens, all these people who are pro mandate right now, and it's tribal, like everything else, they're mostly Democrats. They're all Democrats. What happens, let's say in 2024, if Donald Trump wins the presidency and then he, and we've established that uh, the president can just mandate whatever the hell he wants, then what? Like you got, you got to think forward on these things, right? Like hundred percent. Yeah. So 
we need, it's a big problem. You asked me how long we have. I said five years. Why, why, do, you, why do you say that? What's five years? Because now you sound like AOC pres- with her 12 years. The, the presidency is, is going to be a big deal. If there isn't hope, my hope is that, my hope is that we've created some hope by 2024, which means there is a third party looming that people can believe in by 2024. If there isn't, we're just digging down deeper into our tribalism. Yeah. And if Trump wins in 2026 or if Biden, whatever, whoever wins 2026, I'm 2024, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There's going to be two years to see if we can balance it out. If it doesn't balance out by 2026, there will be violence. That's how it works. Because yeah. we are pushing well, ourselves towards violence. So you're violence. saying in, in five years, it'll start getting violent. I don't think Correct. we have five years for violence. I mean, we already started violence last summer. I'm sorry. There's, I should be clearer. Organized violence. Organized violence. I actually said there'll be violence after this one. And there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There will be violence after 2024. There'll be violence again. But there won't be organized violence to 2026. What do you mean by organized? Meaning people with actual plans and weapons to take property, Malicious. land, to take property, to take land, to take institutions. There will be organized violence in, yeah. after 2026 elections if we don't have some hope. Remember, people people don't do the do the right thing and help themselves because they're in bad situations. They do it because they're in bad situations and there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Both things much exist. Yeah, I believe you, man. And 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 that is terrifying. We've already my family's taking the steps to uh get a visa in Panama because we feel this could actually happen and we want to have a plan B. The only path forward for everybody is liberty. And you know, I'll do me, you do you, let our communities govern themselves. It's the only path forward. And that's people 100%. like that's people like you leading yep. the way in New York. Um, we, we got libertarians all over this country and I don't care if we get them into power through the libertarian party or the Republican party or the Democrat party, but we need to Absolutely. take the power so we can deconstruct power. So, uh, tell them one more time how they can contribute to your cause and we can get you in there. LarrySharp.com. There's my policy. My policies have been there on my website since 2018 and haven't changed and no one's taken them. And you know, Amazon- nobody- Nobody else can say that. No, no, yes. nobody else, no Democrat or Republican can say I have the same policy from two years ago on COVID. Nobody, not a single person. Yes. That's that's Absolutely. right there. Says all you need to know. Guys, get out right there. there. Get give them 20 bucks. Give them 100 bucks, whatever you can give them. Let's uh, let's start taking this shit serious because uh, yep. we really are up against it. It's not playtime anymore. Larry, thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.